four, three, two, one. Pretty slick. Pretty sh- slick intro, I think that. It's alright, yeah, it's probably up there with some of the best. Welcome to the Arms Inquisition, episode 193, on uh, Sunday the 1st of August. I'm Armish Phil. I'm Armish Matt. The dwarf and the mother of madness. <laughs> Close, I just, uh, oh, I just nice. cut the cripple off a bit. <laughs> it's too late there. Yeah. Yeah, no Armish Ben this week. No. Where is he? I don't know. He's not even not even said that he's not coming. Just didn't come. Oh, sounds as bad as someone else pulling out, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. We've no we've no guests this week. There's no uh, an emergency that was unavoidable, and uh, just the two of us tonight. Yeah. We're not gonna. <laughs> we're not gonna name and shame. No. Maybe we should uh, have a Discord thread. Or shamed people. <laughs> I don't know. Answers on a postcard. Can you tap your um, your script on the table like a newsreader, please? Oh, right, okay. One sec. That's what they do, isn't it? And then they close the laptop. You can't do that, though. No, that will uh, abort. Abort. Abort the stream. But, um, that's what they're doing, isn't it? They're shuffling papers. Paper shufflers. That's the, n- the job, isn't it? Professional paper shuffler. Hey, Who's hey. your favourite? Oh, I think George Alagaya. Yeah, he's not well, I believe. Yeah, I think he's had cancer again, hasn't he? Again, again. God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, even what about what about Nicholas Witchell? <laughs> isn't, he, isn't he retired? Oh right, I thought was he not royal correspondent? That that horrible ginger red man or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, if we're going historical, I think uh, Trevor McDonald takes a beating, some beating. Right. Okay. Would you not say ITV, ITN? Um. Yeah. I never. I never. I never used to watch um, the news with adverts in it, though. I just used to watch BBC News. That's why you've been programmed. Exactly. Yeah. That's why it's taken so long for you to swallow the red pill. <laughs> All that BBC. I, I don't think I've swallowed it still. No, that's what I mean, yeah. It's, <laughs> it takes a long time, 35 years of programming. Yeah. It has to be unravelled. News round. Oh, God, news round. Oh. What? Why has it gone black? It's not. That's uh, oh. that's the uh, preview. I, I thought it turned off. No, oh. the right hand is... Uh, at the right hand of the father, that is where... See, if I click this. There you go. That's better. Does that feel better? You can yeah. see what's... Uh, mm-hmm. You're panicking there. A little bit. It's all right. So, what's occurring? Nothing. Had a quiet day. I've had a, a quiet day for once, yeah. I've had some alone time for the first time in about six months. How many times did you masturbate? <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing left. What? Here's more from Dick Pound. <laughs> What? I never sucked any ding-dongs. I didn't suck any ding-dongs. Oh? 
No. How dare you? <laughs> You've got to make the most of your alone time. This is a, f- a father of two. Uh-huh. It's a very rare occurrence. To be alone in yeah. one's house. Yeah. yeah. I thought you'd be snaps, you know. Snafooing. <laughs> Snafooing, <laughs> chucking them over the knuckle left, right and centre, you know. Grab his dick and twist it! The, pro- the problem bit of, is... Bit of a helmet twist in, in there. Problem is, is uh, my wife seems to have like a sixth sense about these kinds of occurrences. What do you mean? She just knows. She can sense. My aura has changed. <laughs> That's probably because it's like all over your face. <laughs> <laughs> my hair wasn't um, styled up before <laughs> she left. It's the stains on your on your t-shirt that is uh, well, probably giving it away. There's that, yeah, yeah. Or is it? Maybe there is a smell. That she can detect? A mixture of ass. Fish. <laughs> 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 <I> swear. <laughs> oh, my God. Right, so you didn't you didn't partake? Um, I, I'm not going to say that I did or I didn't. I don't think that your question uh, is should be dignified with a response. That's fair enough. The official, the, what you're supposed to say is I, na- I neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> That such a thing would happen. I masturbated. Yeah. We'll take that as a yes, eavesdroppers, I think. Just the once. (laughs) (laughs) It is precious. It is a rarity. I I don't get much alone time. No. In a day. In in the day? In the day, yeah. So twice. Well, no, it hasn't happened twice, actually. It was once. It was yesterday morning i got two hours to myself so I, oh that's <laughs> two whole hours yeah two hours to myself. Hell. so um they left at nine and came back just after 11 mm. and uh, i do you know what i did mm. i have been listening chronologically obviously to to the beatles albums all oh, right and uh, i listened to a little bit of i think it was the end of rubber soul and then I moved on to Revolver, and uh, I, I ate my porridge and drank my cup of coffee without all that album. Um, without um, uh, children asking me questions over and over again, basically incessantly. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you listened to like the early Los Beatles albums? I don't think I can't remember ever listening to them right. as in album form. So it's been quite interesting doing that. It's quite weird how, because things like Spotify have taken over, sort of album listening is probably a dying thing, isn't it? And more so with the upcoming generation, certainly. Yep, I would say so. I mean, bands still release albums, don't they? But I think back in those days, people recorded an album to be listened to as an album. Well, this is what what I've been listening to in terms of the the Beatles, is that (laughs) obviously when they all started falling out, they they don't they don't sound like albums anymore. Basically, <laughs> there's just this, there's a collection of songs, aren't there? There's the McCartney songs and the Lennon songs and, and an, an odd an odd Harrison, Harrison song. <laughs> yeah, when he was allowed. And an odd Ringo. Yeah, Yellow Submarine, Octopus's Garden. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it, it's quite interesting listening listening to them in that respect. I suppose. I think it's after about Sergeant Pepper. They just become a collection of songs, I think. Yeah. Well, that was like a proper concept album, I guess, wasn't it? Was it not the first concept album? Could well have been. They seemed to invent everything, didn't they? 
And it's also weird listening to them and then thinking, oh, that sounds a little bit like Smashing Pumpkins or Nirvana. Or there was something in it which was, there was a song I listened to and it was um, Pass It On by The Coral. It's basically the same song. I can't remember what that's called. I never really got into the choral a bit. So. The first album was, was yeah. brilliant, and that was it. So that's all I've listened to. No. I've not... Uh, I don't listen to music anymore. I try to. I don't... Yeah, I, I, I think I listen to podcasts um, when I've got time, and then I'm trying to listen to more music because I pay for Spotify, mm. and I don't use it. Say so I pay for it, and uh, I... I the only time I use it is uh, in the car with the kids. <laughs> That's the only time I use it. I should really get... And I'm paying for, like, the family plan as well, because she has it. Yeah. For when she go, goes running. When was the last time she went running? Yeah, 2017, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but now. Yeah. So, yeah, I should really get rid of it. I mean, uh, I am listening to more podcasts on there, because... Uh, the app I've been using has been going a bit haywire, but... That's the thing about listening to podcasts on there, is that it's easier to use the app than other podcast apps. Yeah. I find. I'm going to move to uh, Podcast Addict. I've heard good things about that. I think I've used that. But that's a bit weird as well to use. I think once you get used to it, it be fine. Yeah. be fine. I'm I'm listening to the apocryphal Jesus <laughs> at the moment. It's one of the it's audible. All oh, right, okay. course thing. Course twenty four. I think twenty four lectures. I think. Right. Okay. Or it might be twelve. Some are twelve and some are twenty four. Mm-hmm. Half hour. Right. So I'm just binging on the on the old and new testament stuff. It seems at the minute. Weird. And it, it puts me to sleep <laughs> at night. Yeah. 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 It does. Good. Um, do you want to do some uh, COVID news or something? Why not? I've got my fader down there for some reason, I don't know. This is such a crock of shit. How dare you? Oh, my God. I'm, uh, I'm a bit disorganised, I think. can tell. COVID-19 news. People have got to understand vaccination is going to be, in the end, your route to liberty. The magic vaccine. We're wrong, we're A big fat shot in the air right, from happening? hell. Oh! Hey, what's happening? Tony Blair. Oh, right. he went, I just said he weren't wrong, were he? Oh, right. he did, I did it a bit loud. You know, it's just, you know, super painful. Like a judgment day and terminating mode like... It's not going to allow us to go completely back to normal. Anal swab tests in the same ballpark as seasonal influenza. Because I'm getting bored and want to have fun. But I can't save you if you're wearing a face mask. Read the standing orders. Read them and understand them. I got a clip from uh, everyone's favourite Tory minister, Michael Gove. <laughs> okay. Did you see his message for the unvaccinated this week? Oh, God. No. <laughs> I don't watch anything anymore. I got sent it. Oh. <laughs> No, we're going to do what's right for public health. And I think that uh, uh, COVID certification... COVID? In certain... COVID. 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 It's not COVID. It's COVID. 
It's like this Scottish accent. Covered. Have you noticed this thing about some a lot most Scottish MPs? Uh-huh. Have, uh, they seem to have a hide or have very soft Scottish accents. Is it not because they went to private school? I think it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. But him, Gordon Brown, mm-hmm. Alistair Darling. Oh, yeah. You know, former Chancellor. Mm-hmm. Eyebrows. Have you got the budget ready, darling? <laughs> you know, they have very what, weak Scottish accents. Uh-huh. But anyway, go on. Limited venues, and for certain limited events, is a way of making people safer and giving more of us more freedom. Well, for people who can't be vaccinated, I think that certainly mandatory testing is um, a, a, a useful tool in our armory. Um, but uh, ultimately, if you can be vaccinated and you refuse to, that's a selfish act. You're uh, putting other people's lives and health at risk. You should get vaccinated. Well, uh, it depends, obviously, whether uh, which part of the United Kingdom you're in and or what the nature of the event is. But if you deliberately refuse to get vaccinated, and there are certain venues and certain events that require uh, a certain level of safety, then, you know, uh, it, the terms on which you will be able to get into those venues and those events, uh, they'll be barred to you. A certain level of safety. Very strange, sort of. Yeah, because he's just on the fly, isn't he, going, making stuff up as he speaks. But, I mean, didn't he... I'm pretty sure that he's been quoted as saying that he would never make vaccinations mandatory or... He's the guy behind this. Yeah, I know. It's the other ministers who were who were more skittish about it. But it seems to be Michael Gove who's pushed for the vaccine certification. Really? Yeah, well, Dom, Dominic Raab, Foreign Secretary, came out and, and I forget his exact words, but he said that this was about cajoling mm-hmm. and convincing the youth or something. He sort of basically said that this is a method of coercion to get the young vaccinated, which is what we all suspected. Mm-hmm. But the minister actually came out and said it. But it's, it's the moralising. The, uh, if mm. you can be vaccinated and you refuse to, that's a selfish act. It's the moralising that's, uh, this is the thin end of the wedge. I think this might get a lot worse. I mean, the thing is, is as well, you know, it's just, I don't know how he can stand there and talk about selfish acts when sort of the things that he's done in the past, he stabbed his best mate in the back. Yeah. Selfishly. Yeah, for the leadership role. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Bojo. Mm-hmm. He was uh, one of the, he was, um, you know, uh, there was this furore about um, Bojo and Rishi Sunak. They did that two-hour U-turn where they said they were going to take part in a uh, a COVID pilot scheme where they wouldn't have to self-isolate. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then within two hours, they'd U-turn to say, no, we will self-isolate. Because everybody, all the plebs are having to do it, basically. Yeah, and Michael Gove put himself on... His pilot, the scheme that he's piloting oh, right. to avoid self-isolation. How oh, so? He's he's avoided self-isolation, has he? Didn't get him in the press. No, that's strange, isn't it? Wonder mm. why that didn't happen. Yeah, I don't know if there's something going on between him and Cummings. <laughs> yeah. They seem pretty pretty tight to me. Could be, couldn't it? You know, Cummings' first job in government was uh, advisor to Gove when he was uh, education secretary. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the second coming, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
the second coming of Gollum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's an odd looking fucker, isn't he? He is, yeah. Oh, God. I wonder how much more is this slow release of information as well, isn't it? So I wonder what else he's going to release. He's pushing for the inquiry, isn't he? He wants the inquiry to start now. <laughs> Dominic Cummings. He does, doesn't he? Yeah, it's not going to happen. No. I think he's full of shit. Well, of course he is. Yeah. But I'm sure some of the things he says are true. Well, the, the WhatsApp messages, I assume, are true, aren't they? And imagine, in fact, I think everything he says is true, but <laughs> it's the context, isn't it? Yeah. That's or, lost. Or lack thereof. Yeah. So, you know, it, a lot of the stuff might have been said in jest, and he may have even laughed at it, but because he said it, um, he can say that he said it, can't he? He did a BBC interview with uh, Koonsberg, mm-hmm. where he quoted the Prime Minister as saying that his real boss is the Daily Telegraph. Yeah. And uh, that's one of those things where, is it a half half joke? Mm-hmm. To me, that's something that's... That's it is a, a joke. But isn't Koonsberg it? doesn't have the <laughs> the wherewithal to you know she's pushing home. So the prime minister sees has his first boss the Daily Telegraph. It's like yeah. no, obviously not. There's more to it than that. Well, mm. yeah, he's so, half joking. Yeah. He's, he's he's acknowledging that the media has power over him, mm-hmm. and if he doesn't keep his friendly press on side it will be to his detriment mm-hmm. the press is powerful where did the fucking pleb the plebs urbanus get their fucking information from exactly yeah Koonsberg and the mail and the telegraph and mm-hmm. the shit rag sun and the guardian and all the rest of it mm-hmm. they're the mouthpieces that inform or misinform the public it's like that Denzel Washington quote I played a, few, a couple of months ago that I love yeah. On the red carpet when he said, I think it was something like, uh, uh, if you don't watch the news, you're uninformed. If you do watch the news, you're misinformed. Yeah. And never a truer word was spoken. Mm-hmm. Because they all have... Agendas. They do, don't they? Mm-hmm. Apart from no agenda. <laughs> it's there, right there in the title. There's no agenda. It's at the No Agenda show. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Other than... You know, producing the best podcast in the universe. Mm. No, I mean, uh, do you not think they've got an agenda? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, they have a political philosophy. They describe themselves as uh, unattached. They are. They're not members of a party. Uh But they're obviously more liberal. When I mean liberal, I mean what they actually means rather than what it means now. Libertarian. Not libertarian, not just liberal. It's like, okay. just leave me alone. I don't want <laughs> you fucking spying on me. You know, just leave me alone and live my life. I don't need to know about the government should be seen and not heard. Yeah. You know, you know most of us, we want to live our lives. We, want to, we don't want to get involved in the government. They just want them to, they're there. To, we've delegated them this role mm-hmm. to do this job, to make things run. Mm-hmm. And other than that, you don't, you don't really want to hear from them. No. But think, but now, well, press conference every day. Yeah. It's like the government is in your face constantly now, isn't it? Yeah. And I wonder This is diff- this is new. Yeah, I suppose because it was like they they couldn't get anybody to watch uh, PMQs, could they? 
No. And Parliament Channel, when that <laughs> came out, nobody was like nobody ever watched it, did they? That was the thing. Most people are disinterested, I think. Mm-hmm. But and and you know, like we've seen over the last year and a half, it's it's just been piped into our lives now. It's all anyone's talking about mm-hmm. because of the the you know COVID. Yes, the uh, unnamed virus of unknown origin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. There was a big uh, story on vaccines today. Sorry, magic juice today. <laughs> about the boosters. Boosters are on the way. Yeah, I read something about over 50s getting the Pfizer jab or something. Over, over 50s, vulnerable NHS staff and care workers. Right, okay. Starting September. Mm-hmm. They're going to be given the Pfizer. Right, okay. The gold star. <laughs> the gold standard. <laughs> the gold standard, not the yellow star. The gold standard of vaccines. Mm. Regardless of what you had first time. Because, yeah, even if you had AstraZeneca, you're going to get the Pfizer. Because science. <laughs> well, I read that you were, get, you were getting... I, I read it was all AstraZeneca people were getting the... Pfizer one because it worked better against the Delta variant, not not the Indian variant, the Delta. The same thing. Yeah, Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Based on on garbage, garbage in and garbage out. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, they've got enough doses, haven't they? They've bought like a thousand million doses, so (laughs) need to get them used, don't we? Yeah. Otherwise, what was the point? Exactly. Yeah. Been funny stuff coming out of the states about the Delta variant and vaccine efficacy and breakthrough infections. What does that mean? Breakthrough infections is when someone who's double vaccinated gets symptomatic infection. All oh, right, okay. I've not been following it hard because there's just that much and it's that crazy over there with the CDC and stuff. But basically, the, they've changed the mask rule so that if you're double vaccinated, you have to get masked. You have to mask yourself. If you're not double vaccinated. Oh, if you are. You have to wear a mask. Yeah. Did it, Everyone. Did you, did you not you used to have to wear a mask? No, they relaxed the mask rules in May for the double vaccinated. They uh, differentiated. Right, okay. Do you remember, we've got, got to give them the carrot and the stick. If you get double vaccinated, you don't have to wear your mask anymore. Oh. But new science. And, you know, if you get symptomatic infection yeah. uh, with the Delta, when you're double, vi- double magic juiced... Um, you're just as likely your viral load is the same as an unvaccinated. So yeah. uh, you've got to put your mask, put on your fucking muzzle again, bitch. Mm. There's a lot of stuff in the news as well, isn't there, about people, um, COVID deniers getting COVID, isn't there? Oh, they're pushing this hard, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Which, oh. I, which I think is a bit wrong, really. I'm 35. Yeah. <laughs> I just wish I'd had the magic juice. That's what they say, isn't it? And I just think it's the wrong way to do things, personally. Yeah. But, you know, desperate times. It's happening in the States as well. Mm. But I I just can't believe that the the news or the media is that complicit in it. That's what is shocking, really. Yeah. You've got to look with, you've got to follow the money mm. who funds them yeah who who spends more on advertising I mean it's worse in the states well yeah it's ridiculous they advertise medication in the states it's not advertised here is it no 
the grip that uh, pharmaceutical companies have on the media is uh, significant. Mm. And it's not just the media. It's mm. the science and the scientists and the mm. journals. Mm. There are various different people who are captured. In cahoots. Well, it's not that they're in cahoots. They're getting paid. And, you know, they can't do research without getting funding. Exactly. So yeah. they're out of a job. Mm. You know, it's a wheel within a wheel. It is. And ever turn in circle. There was a big story from the UK this week about hospitalizations. It's from the Evening Standard. Mm. <coughs> Over half of COVID hospitalizations tested positive post admission. Over half of COVID hospitalizations in the figures the government released tested positive post admission. What is it? After they went into hospital. But they were COVID admissions. No, no, no. Oh, right, okay, no. sorry, sorry, sorry. They're right. counted as COVID admissions. But they're catching it in hospital. Or they're not going in because they had COVID. Yeah, but assume then that they're then getting it in hospital then. Or they had it anyway and they've gone in for a hip replacement. Oh, right, okay. Didn't even know. Yeah, but they, everyone gets tested. Yes. But the tests are rubbish. Yeah, but regardless... Okay. Of whether you went in because you're... I see. Oh, I see. So, and they might have been okay. Well, they, they've gone in for a broken leg. Yeah, yeah. But if you test positive for COVID, you're a COVID hospital admission. Right, yeah. yeah. Running about 900 a day at the minute. Right. Uh, half were tested positive post admission. Uh, more than half of COVID hospitalizations were from people who were only tested positive after admission to hospital, according to leaked data. The data, which covers all NHS trusts in England, showed that as of July the 22nd, just 44% of patients labelled as being hospitalised with the virus had tested positive by the time they were admitted. But most of the cases were actually not detected until patients went through standard COVID tests, routine COVID tests, carried out on every person admitted to hospital for any reason, reports The Telegraph. Mm. I think we done a diff- you didn't said something similar not so long ago about that that particular stat. Yeah, it's just the the, the numbers are junk. Mm-hmm. I can't believe how unsophisticated it is, and it makes you question why are they this way? Is it intentional, or is it incompetence? Mm. Well, I mean. Seems as they ran out of columns on the spreadsheet. I think it might be incompetence, personally. But I think it suits the narrative at the moment, doesn't it? That's the other thing. Yeah, scarier, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's a funny one. The thing is, it just clouds everything. When the data is so shit, you can't learn anything from this debacle. I was re... I thought Dr... What's his name? Professor Ferguson, uh, it was on the I was on the Daily Mail website scrolling the sidebar for women in bikinis, and he was the. Um, Is this when you're on your own for two hours on yesterday afternoon? No, I don't have time to open a laptop for that. Um, and <coughs> he was the headline. He was the headline, and it said something like um, he. Because like infections were dipping over the last week, that um, he reckons now that we've seen the back of COVID and it'll be fine in October. Basically, that's what he says. 
nine days ago, he was saying it was, and I'm not going to, I'm going to paraphrase because I can't remember exact words, but worse to the effect of it was inconceivable that we wouldn't hit 100,000 cases a day. And it was, it could go up to 200,000. Jesus Christ. And uh, it's amazing. It's like, as soon as he said that, ooh, cases are down. Yeah. What's that all about? Why is he in a job? <laughs> Why are they still paying this loot, this idiot? I don't know. It's like, if he says something, you're best just betting against it. I know. You'd be a rich man. That's what happened last time, wasn't it? When he did Sweden. He- no lot Sweden, ninety thousand deaths they're gonna have. All right, okay. From COVID. How many people live in Sweden? Uh about eight million. Right, okay. But when he when he said we were gonna have half a million, mm. five hundred and twenty thousand, and then he did one for the States, he did one for Sweden, he said they would have ninety thousand. All right, oh what are they up to now then? Do you know? Um fifteen, I think. All right, okay. With no lockdowns, no masks, schools never shut. Mm-hmm. Indoor dining. Mm-hmm but only four to a table. Okay. So, yeah, the guy's incompetent, mm. yet they still listen to him, and he's still being paid. It's, this is the thing, I suppose, about the modelling, isn't it, that you can't... I, I don't think you can model such a complex system accurately, can you? He can't. He's <laughs> <laughs> no. proved that. Yeah. What do you mean we can't? We can model the entire climate of the world. Mm. <laughs> Can we? Yeah. Can you not heard of the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change? No. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll come to that later. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they model the entire climate of the planet to say, to say where the temperature is going to be in, in 10, 20, 30 years. Mm, this is why you're going to start paying more for your, di- your petrol and oh, your diesel. No. And, and then Bill Gates is going to make even more money on yeah. carbon futures. Do you see he bought that testing firm, that UK testing firm? No. Him and George Soros. Oh, no. They bought a UK testing firm for 40 million or something. Right, okay. Yeah. wonder why. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Because we're testing all the time. I'll tell you what, no one tests like was. I know. <laughs> I mean, it's dipped in this last week, which accounts for some of the dipping cases. Yeah. Last time I checked, testing numbers, number of tests conducted had dipped 15%. Okay. But over the same period, cases had gone down 40%. So it didn't account mm-hmm. for the drop, mm. but it was a, a, a part of it. But as far as um, testing and genomic sequencing, we're light years ahead of everyone. Um, maybe it's because it's free. Maybe it's because we're the only country with an NHS where it's just it's just an open chat book. Are they know. not testing for free in America, though? But none of it's free. Yeah, well, I know, but, uh, uh, you know, the 1,500... Their testing's terrible. Oh, is it? Right, okay. Yeah. They're doing, I think they may be doing 100,000 a day. Mm, Right. Maybe. Mm. And genomic sequencing, they're absolutely lacklustre. They're hardly doing anything. Right. I think they do it once a month. They do like a 1,000 tests, whereas we're doing... Absolutely, thousands of sequencing to see which is the which variant, which scariant is uh, the most prominent. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Sky News Australia got mm-hmm. uh, struck off YouTube. Get out of it, did he? Seven day ban. <laughs> Why? Because of that guy. That's <laughs> the one we've played. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember his name. John something. All right. 
I think it was medical misinformation or something. But yeah, it's 1.5 million subscribers or something. I bet they get back on. I bet they don't lose their subs. I don't know. Uh, well, yeah, it's a seven day. I think it's a first strike. Right. So they're not allowed to upload for seven days and they've wiped cut off, wiped a lot of their videos from existence. They're going to have to get an Odyssey channel. <laughs> Sky News Australia. Yeah, aren't they? Yeah. I, mean, I saw something on the, I think it might be on the Daily Mail as well, but um, helicopters circling beaches in Australia and using megaphones to tell people to get off the beaches because yeah. there's a lockdown. Yeah. But what, what if you're from like the same house? Hold. You're not allowed out of your house, only for an hour exercise, I think. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, I saw a video of a guy, he's just on his own in the middle of nowhere, and the <laughs> chopper comes home and says, uh, you're in breach of... Stay where you are, so you can be arrested. <laughs> I just like, got by. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can do land. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they've got the uh, the military on the streets. Have they really? Yeah. Fuck. They're going to be going door-to-door this week. Do what? Check you in. Check you in. You have to leave the house other than... I think you're allowed one hour exercise a day. China. And maybe, uh, what, like, essential shopping trips? Fucking hell. The cases are just going up. Mm. I mean, it's low numbers. It's a couple hundred here and a couple hundred there a day, but... uh, Are they they still after zero COVID, are they? Is that the policy there or something? What can they do? They can't go back on it, can they? Mm, No. They can't just say, oh, well... I guess we'll live with it. We've shut our country down for a year, over a year. What, we're just going to do, open it up now? Yeah. The vaccine uh, numbers are low. Yeah, I read that as well. That's been a debacle, apparently, the Mm. rollout of the vaccine over there, Mm. getting the supply. Uh, It must be logistically a completely different... I suppose it must all live in quite... It's quite... uh, Sorry, quite a few population centers but it's still a massive country isn't it to fly everything around and stuff there will be different logistical concerns well i was going to say because of the pfizer and it's got to be 80 degrees but it doesn't anymore does it you can just stick it in a fridge now oh is that right yeah they changed their mind on the the science (laughs) and you can just it doesn't have to be in well it's going to hurt sales in it exactly yeah yeah if you're the only vaccine that's to be at minus 70 degrees Mm. that, that won't do will it no, I wonder what they did then. Did they write it? They did some tests. <laughs> and said, it'll be right. <laughs> Fuck you know, it's mad. Um, I've got some, oh, this is from Sky News. Sky News UK. COVID-19. Uber, oh, this is, um, we're finally, finally getting some vaccination incentives in the UK. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to get a burger. Uber, Bolt and Deliveroo among firms to offer vaccinated people discounts and vouchers. Right, okay. A number of ride-hailing and food delivery apps will be offering discounted travel and meals to people who are vaccinated. How do you prove it? As the government looks to increase uptake in younger people, <laughs> offers include free lifts to vaccine centres and cheap meals for those already inoculated. Uber, Bolt, Deliveroo... And Pizza Pilgrims are among the brands that will offer incentives to encourage encourage young people to get vaccinated. Uh, almost 3 million under 30s are yet to receive the first COVID dose. Um, it really is, for us, just the right thing to do, says Gavin Smith, director of Pizza Pilgrims. Good uh, PR as well, Gavin, yeah. I think. Pizza Pilgrims, then? Never heard of him. No. Yeah. 
The London-based restaurant chain is hoping to convert two sites into pop-up vaccination centres. We're unprotected. Unprotected. <laughs> Fuck me. I am protected. I'm young and healthy and I have an immune system. That is my protection. Unprotected customers will receive a free slice of pizza if they get a jab. Oh, okay. If that is the difference for somebody who is tied on time to come and get their jab, then we're happy to give them a slice of pizza when they've had their jab. A slice of pizza? You can have a full pizza. Who are these people that go and get a slice of pizza? Not New York. Honestly, if you're like, oh, God, just like there's no long-term safety data... I'm quite concerned about this. One slice of pizza? Yeah, jab me up. It's like the lottery thing in the States. Do you remember when they did the... Was it Ohio did the, mm-hmm. the fucking lottery to get people to get jabbed? You buy a lottery ticket for a dollar. Mm-hmm. Just spend the dollar. You know, if, you, if you're concerned, why would you sell your bodily autonomy for a dollar lottery ticket? I just... Mm. I don't get it. Anyway, uh, Health Secretary Savage <laughs> Savage Javid urged people to take advantage of the discounts and thank the business in, businesses involved for stepping up. Vaccine Minister Nadim Zahawi said there was strong enthusiasm among young people so far to get vaccinated, adding, please get your jabs as soon as you can and grab a bargain. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see it working, really. No, I don't think so. Maybe the free Uber to the vaccine centre? Maybe that'll be enough to uh, convince some young folks? I, I think the mass the mass sort of coercion of you're not going to get your freedoms back uh, unless you get jabbed is probably more effective. But, but the other thing as well is that I don't, I'm not sure that that's a, a concern for people as much as it used to be in terms of like being able to go out and drink and... Because, you know, people just go around to each other's houses, don't they, now, and drink. And, you know, you just pirate your movie off the internet. Mm. You don't have to go to a cinema. Is this what the young people do now? I imagine so. Get your Cody stick. Um, so I'm not sure that it is that much of a a prod, to be honest with you. So you won't be able to go to nightclubs of football games and stuff? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know any young people. Or... Young adults, really? The two... That I can press gang. The two young adults that I know haven't had it, basically. What age? Well, one's about 27 or 28, and one's about 19. 27, that's a young adult. Yeah. His he's, <laughs> uh, prefrontal cortex is only just formed, remember? Yeah. I don't know. I, I I don't think... Well, the thing is, they, they learned from Macron, didn't they? Macron. Matt Robb. Dominic Robb said that I get that, that this week as well. What was that? We saw how effective it was in France when Macron said, uh, you won't be able to go to the cafe. <laughs> yeah, or, but or do, we, don't, we don't have cafe culture. <laughs> yeah, no, but they do. and Well, you won't be able to do anything right. unless you got your double jabbed. And they got, I think, like a million people turned up the next day. So I think that was the inspiration because it's only the young Mm. who are holding out really Mm -hmm. in the in the main Mm -hmm. Um, vaccination rates in the elderly are are sky high, aren't they? They're like well over ninety percent, I would say ninety five percent. That's where the risk is, though, isn't it? Yeah. So you know, there's going to be more turnout there. 
Yeah, because, yeah, you would think, you would imagine. Uh, yeah. I had a customer ask me if I was double jabbed this week. Yeah. Uh, you, you had both doses, haven't you? <laughs> I just went, yeah. Yeah. And uh, what did she say? Oh, she was talking about some guy just being on BBC. And uh, it's Asian, mm-hmm. saying, uh, you know, he's dying now, he's in hospital, he's got wires coming out everywhere, and he's saying, I wish I'd had my vaccine. Mm. Just think of money, NHS is spending, keeping him keeping him alive. Mm. I think if you don't get vaccinated, they should just, uh, just say you can't get treated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and well, this is what people are starting to think. It's just the same, isn't it? As like some people would say that if you're overweight, or if you smoke, or where's it? Where's it end? Exactly, that's what I mean. But that's it's just it's just moved on to getting a vaccine for COVID, isn't it? I suppose. So, what if you um, didn't have your TB jab when you were a kid, and you end up getting TB? Should you be refused treatment? For TB, absolutely not. Um, or you know measles, or like me and your you for some reason your parents didn't take you for your measles, yeah, <laughs> mumps or rubella vaccine. Too bad. Yeah. Um, you know. People don't think hard about these things. Yeah, and they're not based in principle. They're mm. based in fear that's been piped into their brains. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the risk as well, isn't it? You know. This is one of a myriad of risks that you take every day, but it's just because, like you said, it's just been put in front of you that you pay more atta- more attention to it. Yeah, seat belts is the big analogy that's being used. I keep seeing. All right, it's like wearing a seatbelt. Yeah, you know, people don't complain about wearing a seatbelt anymore. People made these same arguments about bodily autonomy when we were trying to bring seatbelts in in the nineteen seventies. Keep hearing it. It's a bit different, I suppose, isn't it? A seatbelt and, and a vaccine. <laughs> well, what are the negative effects of wearing a seatbelt? Mm. Um, I don't think there's any. Mm-hmm. Um, you can take the seatbelt off. Yeah. You can't be devaccinated. Yeah. Once you've had it, that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's not. It's a terrible analogy, but it keeps being thrown out there. Yeah, and I think you can make the argument that this shouldn't be mandatory. Maybe the the legal the, the legal requirement of a seatbelt was a Rubicon that the state should never have crossed. Yeah. Before that time, that space in your car, that was yours. Mm. And you had no interference. Mm-hmm. And then with the stroke of a pen, oh, actually, the state can have a look in your car and make sure you're following this rule. And if they're not, you'll be fined. Mm. If you don't pay the fine, you'll be summonsed. And, you know, the ultimate... You know, sanction is use of force. You'll be forcibly caged like an animal. Well, that's what the power of the state has. Denied your liberty, yeah. Yeah, thrown in the slammer. Maybe that wasn't such a good thing. Maybe through education and... Uh, I've... Well, it, yeah, it doesn't even fucking work. I didn't use it. I, I never wore a seatbelt, I don't think, until I was maybe 26. Did you not? No. You never wore a seatbelt? No. Driving your car? No. 
Really? I am shocked. Never. And then as you mature, you get to realise that there is a benefit to doing this and it could save your life. Yeah. Did you... <laughs> were you not wearing a seatbelt when you uh, crashed your, your works vans then? No. It's bang me head on the steering wheel. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. You fucking idiot. I think that is probably a common <laughs> thing with men. If you ask most men under, you know, of our age, I think a lot of them won't have worn a seatbelt until they matured. I wore a seatbelt. <clears throat> Always. And it don't. Clunk. <laughs> click. <laughs> clack. What is it? <clears throat> well, well, good point, case in point. What? Did you wear it because it was against the law to not wear it? Um... <clears throat> no, I think I wore it because I wanted to feel safe because of my incompetent driving. <laughs> That's the point. Yeah. It doesn't need the force of law. No, yeah, yeah. Maybe we shouldn't have crossed that, that line. Maybe, yeah. You know, I think there's an argument there. I think most sensible people can look at the evidence and say whether they want to take this risk of not wearing a seatbelt mm. or risk of not having the magic juice and can come up with an informed decision, but... Mm. Once you start letting the state dictate things to you, you don't get that back. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking. I'm just an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Non-seatbelt wearing an idiot. Yeah. I'll wear my seatbelt now. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. Same with your driving. Like, your, your actual standard of driving, uh-huh. which you will know. Once you... That, <laughs> that first trip from the hospital with your first child... Oh, I see, yeah. ...will yeah. change your driving for life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you not say? Did you not drive more recklessly before you were a father? No. <laughs> I drive more recklessly now because I'm distracted by the constant questioning from behind. All right. Sometimes, sometimes I actually have to say, "I'm trying to drive. Please stop asking me questions." Gosh. Um, I'm really sorry, but I cannot. <coughs> answer your questions right now i am trying to turn out of a busy t-junction it's quite often the case and then the other one's going so um no yeah i know i know where you're coming from yeah yeah you don't do you just don't i think i imagine i don't drive as Recklessly, but I don't think I ever was a reckless driver. To be honest with you, no, really. I wasn't. I was just good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but it's a it's a famous trope, isn't it? Boy races and girl races, increasingly. I think. Yeah, a lot of young girls are just as bad, if not worse, for mm. razzing around. Mm-hmm. Things change when you get older and you mature and you have your own family. Exactly. Yeah, and it's reflected in your insurance costs. Yeah. I've commented numerously about the the forthcoming pivot from COVID to climate change. Yes. Um, I've got a clip here. Oh, this is from GB News. Oh. You know, Farage has his own, channel, his own show on there now. I heard this, yeah. Nigel Farage. Uh, where is it? Gov, Gov. Oh, here it is. Let's see uh, the pivot. This is the uh, IPCC, Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. Okay. Take a look. 
at the Assistant Secretary General of the United Nations and Deputy Executive Director of the UN Environment Programme, Joyce Masua, who was speaking at the opening ceremony for the 54th session of the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. Here she is. While the climate crisis, together with biodiversity loss and pollution, has indeed been underway for decades, the COVID-19 pandemic has brought this triple planetary crisis into sharp focus. The pandemic is a warning from the planet that much worse lies in store unless we change our ways. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. The pandemic is a warning from the planet. Yes, the pandemic has clearly been caused by climate change, by CO2 emissions. I mean, everything is down to climate change, isn't it? Not a mention, was there? Not a single mention that it's possible that the pandemic came from a Chinese wet market. And certainly not a cat's chance in hell that she would ever suggest that the pandemic might just have leaked out of a laboratory in Wuhan. Yeah, that passed me over, the fact that she was saying... Pin in it. <laughs> it was a warning from the planet. Yeah. This is his, uh, his segment called WTF. All oh, right. What the Farage? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. His read's terrible. It's so slow, isn't it? Yes. All right. You know, he's yeah. reading the autocue. Yeah. You can see his eyes moving. <laughs> side to side. And he's very slow. It's painfully slow. Maybe he'll get better. Yeah. He's new in the game, isn't he? But he was on, I'm sure he had, was on RT, but maybe it was pre-recorded. I'm maybe. sure he had something on RT. Yeah, he's like that guy from uh, PM <laughs> and Dragon's Den. Uh-huh. Uh, the guy from PM on Radio 4 and, oh, and Dragon's Den. <laughs> oh, hello. Um... <laughs> Uh, it's time for PM. <laughs> What's it called? Oh, I don't know. Oh, but Dragon's Den was pre-recorded. Yeah, and it, it looked fine. He did, and yeah. then he got the news, the, the news night job after Clarkson retired. All right, Clarkson, Clarkson, <laughs> Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Paxman, Clarkson. Paxman. <laughs> <laughs> after Paxol re- retired, he was thrown into the mix at news night, and it was fucking painful. Just uh, flubbing everything. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I, I don't know if he was a bit nervous. That's something. I think he might have been a bit nervous. Yeah. Because I listened to him recently and he was a little bit better. Mm. On PM? Mm. No, well, fair enough. But you know, hundreds of thousands of pounds a year is probably getting paid, <laughs> isn't it? Just be a bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Be competent. And plus, there was like Dominic Diamond. Is he called Dominic Diamond? No, he's not. Games Master. He's some at Diamond. And, and he's like from Sheffield and he's married. Uh, better. Um. No, there's another one. Um, I can't remember his name. And he Justin. was good. Justin Diamond. That's Screech, isn't it? It might be, yeah. <laughs> he's dead. I don't know. Yeah, God rest his soul. Yeah. He's a massive, he was a massive. Uh, Psychopath as well, wasn't he? Was he? I'm sure he did like loads of weird stuff, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, could have picked someone better as well. Uh, yeah, this is coming. The the uh, the, the shift. 
to the pivot to climate change. Yeah, climate lockdowns. We've played that before. Mm-hmm. Or in our future. Mm-hmm. So I guess we better do some then. Some what? Oh my gosh! Wow. What's going on? Wow. Save Plotland. Oh yeah, that's what we need to do for the climate. Save Plotland. <laughs> What did you do with Big Jungus? Got some climate change news for you. Uh, Pedestrians get priority as UK unveils changes to the highway code. Oh, right, yeah. Plans to create road user hierarchy are part of a £338 million package to boost cycling and walking across Britain. Right. Changes to the highway code, including putting pedestrians at the top of a new road user hierarchy, have been announced by the UK Transport Secretary. I think that's Grant Chaps. Yeah. The proposed changes, which are due to receive parliamentary approval in the autumn, will also give pedestrians priority at junctions, as well as raising further awareness about the dangers of speeding. It comes as part of a £338 million package, boost cycling, walking, blah, blah, blah. The increased funding aims to encourage the public to make sustainable travel choices, Mm. to make air cleaner and cities greener. The Department for Transport said the investment would also be used to cover infrastructure upgrades, such as the construction of hundreds of miles of new cycle lanes. Transport Secretary Grant Shapp said, "Millions Millions of us have found over the past year how cycling and walking are a great way to stay fit, ease congestion on the roads, and do your bit for the environment. As we build back greener, oh yeah, from the pandemic, we're determined to keep that trend going by making active travel easier and safer for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, build back greener, new mm. uh, new terminology to look out for. Mm. Yeah, good luck with your walking and cycling in February. <laughs> I don't think you will enjoy that. This thirty eight. £338 million package marks the start of what promises to be a great summer of cycling and walking, enabling people to make those sustainable tra- travel choices that make our air cleaner and our cities greener. Yeah. I quite like walking. I, I try to walk places rather than drive, if I can. Yeah. And um, recently bought a bike. Yeah. Um, I don't like... I, I'm not one for getting, like, saddlebags, though. I don't think I'd like to get a basket on the front of my bike and do my shopping and put my shopping in the basket. Um... No, I wouldn't like get to it delivered. That. No, just go myself or my wife goes. How's the uh, the mass situation been on your shop? Well, it has been. Um, when I first went, it like I said, when it was about five percent, um, <coughs> not wearing masks, <coughs> and then it's fluctuated every time I've seen been since. But it's definitely more people um, not wearing masks, and I'm surprised. Um, you know, you would kind of expect maybe it would just be younger people not wearing masks, but it's a, a real mix of people who are not wearing masks in the shops. Oh. Lots of older people, like in the 70s or 80s, not wearing masks. Lots of middle-aged, lots of young... Well, not, and not so many younger people, actually. Um, so it's a bit weird. 
I went to Booth's on Friday, mm-hmm. and uh, I think there was two other people in the store, so without masks on. Right, okay. How many people are in the store, though? 50. Right, okay. I just stab. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went to Morrison's, and it was probably like 10% not wearing masks. But then I went to B&M next door, and it was the other way around. I would probably say... It's like 10% wearing masks, 90% not wearing masks. It's a weird dividing line, that. Mm. What do you pull that down to? I don't know. Why would it be different in a different store? Why would it be so high in booths and so low in B&M bargains? I'd say socioeconomic status. Leading to... Um, Zero fucks given. Yeah, what? Yeah, basically. Yeah. I don't uh, know. Maybe like they don't consume as much BBC mainstream media. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Less fearful. Mm-hmm. Uh, is your average shopper at B and M bargains watching the daily briefing every evening from Chris Whitty and Jonathan Van Tam, JVD? They do it every night still. No, but you know you get my point. Right. Okay. No, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mm. I don't know what it is. Some uh, horrible people would say, oh, they're, they're lower class. <laughs> they have poor jobs. They're less well-educated. Right, okay. Won't they? But I, I shop at B&M. Probably that guy. He usually sits there. <laughs> say something like that. Maybe. Maybe. Still think. I think that's a common... Uh, well, it's been a that's been a trope since the referendum, the Brexit referendum. Yeah, stupid people voted for Brexit. Mm. Like you. stupid, uh, stupid uh, working class people. Yeah, vindicated. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, staying on climate change mm-hmm. and um, social engineering, people who lose weight and start eating healthier food could be rewarded with discounts under government bat reward scheme. This is from the Daily Mail. Families could receive discounts and free tickets under a government backed rewards program to encourage the public to eat healthier food and exercise more. Right. The, proposed scre- uh, the proposed scheme will monitor supermarket spending. Right. Okay. That's not intrusive, is it? <laughs> no. And reward those who reduce their calorie intake and buy more fruit and buy more fruit and vegetables. Well, I think I believe you know. Um, it's not that healthy to eat lots of fruit, you know. <laughs> no, it's full of sugar. Exactly, that's what I mean. I mean, it's better than having it in liquid form mm. in smoothies and stuff. Yeah. The idea is you're supposed to take the fiber and everything, and well, yeah, but like you said, it's. I think it's. They do advise you don't have. More than two pieces of fruit a day mm-hmm. because of the amount of sugar in it. Yeah, and people make these smoothies thinking they're being healthy and, and put exactly. fucking tons of uh, sugar in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it will also hand out loyalty points via an app to those who increase their exercise. So obviously you have to have some sort of Fitbit, some sort of tracking device on. Well, that's what I tried, didn't know, with my... Um, we've got life insurance... And you could link, I could link my watch to it and... Um, You'd get a, a financial reward, would you, if you uh, behaved yourself? I think you got free free cinema tickets and some coffee. 
Well, unfortunately, it wasn't something that was applicable to my uh, life insurance. So you being trained? Uh, well, no, it's because I'd started to, to to go on the treadmill and I was trying to be more active anyway. And I thought, well, I might as well get some free cinema tickets and some coffee out of it. That's how it starts. Uh, under the plans, the points scheme, the points earned through exercise and healthy eating will be exchanged for discounts, free tickets or other incentives. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, what about UBI, if that comes in? Yeah. What if your UBI is, is uh, linked, tied to linked your shopping and your activity? Yeah. The scheme is to be launched in January, the Daily Telegraph reported. Well, yeah, I'll be all right. I'll get that. Fuck that. Well, are you going to uh, send the government your, your shopping every week so they can monitor what you're buying? Uh, well, they don't want to monitor what I buy from B&M Bargains. Is it called B&M Bargains? B&M Home Store, whatever it's called. Well, well we just buy all the... The sweets and stuff from there. No, no, it doesn't. It can't work like that, can it? What do you, you mean? have to know everything that you buy. All oh, right, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. And if they get rid of cash as well, there'll be no way out, will there? No, yeah. Everything you buy will be uh, have an electronic trace, and uh, it seems to be going that way, doesn't it? To get rid of cash, cashola. Who benefits from cash? Uh, no one. Well. The black economy. You lot. The black economy. Mm-hmm. People who don't want their financial dealings monitored by anyone. Mm-hmm. For whatever motive. Mm-hmm. You know, who who is against cash? Tax collectors. Yeah. To the government. Um, who else? Banks. Mm. They can't take the cut. They can't get hold of it. This is why they're going after crypto so hard. And Bitcoin so hard these last few months. And now they're talking about bringing their own. You've heard of Bitcoin, haven't you? No. <laughs> no? Bitcoin? No. You've not heard of Rishi? No. Rishi Sunak talking about Bitcoin? Oh, no. The new... Crypto. Bank of England crypto coin. Right, okay. Yep. It's the way things are going. Mm. Use the state-sanctioned <laughs> methods of currency. Exactly. And make sure we can see everything that you're doing. We're just going to have to move back to a system of bartering, aren't we? Yeah. i got a chicken. I want a pig. <laughs> have you got a pig? Because I need a pig. Exactly. I've got a chicken. <laughs> it's a bit monkey. It's a good layer. <laughs> the eggs every morning. Exactly, yeah. I wonder how many eggs you get out of a chicken. How long do they lay for, do you reckon, before you... Joking. Yeah. <laughs> the chicken I've no idea we I, I know lots of people who would be able to give you an excellent answer to that question who are into homesteading and self-sufficiency uh-huh but uh they're not here so yeah I want I think I'm gonna buy I'm gonna buy a house that has a well wishing well no like a real well and then have my own water and get a filter yeah and then I'll get some solar power uh, some solar panels and a in a turbine. Right. Um, and then I can live off the land. When the apocalypse comes. Yeah, and I'll have a wood burning stove with a back boiler. Yeah. For the winter. I just, I, in the summer, I just wash in cold water. Mm. <clears throat> um, yeah, you know. Well, we all know, we all know where to go then when the apocalypse hits. You know, because I'll be long gone. Go to Amish Matt's with his, his filtrated water source uh-huh. and uh, his stove. Yeah, and uh, you won't be able to defend yourself. 
Uh, well, you say that. But my, but You're doing chachi? <laughs> my Amish wife was on, I think she was on Amazon, and you could buy a hunting bow yeah. <laughs> on Amazon. And it looked fucking kick ass, so we were kind of wondering whether to get it just to have it in the house. For the apocalypse. Yeah. This is what uh, Rick from The Big Conspire is doing. What's he doing? Hello, chaps. He's got a bow that he's never used. Oh, is it a hunting bow? A prepping bow. Right. For the okay. apocalypse. Because I've got, a ma- I've got a massive axe in the garage. Right. But that's I do need a massive axe. Is it golden? No, it's not a golden yeah. axe, no. Um, that was more of a hatchet anyway, wasn't it? The golden axe thing. It's a double headed fucking double ender. Yeah. Um, anyway, so... Um, and I need the axe. I need the axe for splitting my logs. I do have logs to split with my axe. Yeah. And I have a hatchet, so, you know, don't mess with me. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we have contemplate whether to get that hunting bow or not. And I, could, I could hunt the squirrels, actually. Is it a compound bow? What does yeah. that mean? Rather than, like, a recurve, like a Robin Hood is like a recurve. It's like a, well, it's like a bent piece of wood. A compound bow, so bits, it looks like a fucking... It's got strings and wheels on it. Yeah, wheels. Yeah, it's one of those, yeah. I wouldn't mind trying my hand at Boeing. Yeah, should we get some off Amazon then? Where would you take them? Down Beacon Fell or something? Just back garden and kill the squirrels that eat all the peanuts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> teach them a lesson. And then we'll just move on to the pigeons. Yeah. And then the cats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the cats, yeah. There are loads of cats down our street, so. Shall I finish this set? <laughs> Just to finish off, yeah, because this is the interesting part uh, about the the social credit score. Okay. Uh, the scheme that's being launched in January about where they monitor what you buy at the supermarket and mm. give you rewards. Uh, Sir Keith Mills. Oh, yeah, Millsy. The entrepreneur bet- behind Ermiles and the Nectar Loyalty Scheme has reportedly been drafted in to help lead the initiative. Ermiles. Well, that's not very climate changey, is it? No, it's not, yeah, but net points. The point is, it's one of these (laughs) public-private partnerships. Pilot schemes will examine the best ways to encourage families to make changes to their diets and exercise habits. Companies such as Capita and Serco Mm -hmm. are understood to be among those bidding for contracts. Reputable firms. Serco, yeah. Great track record, haven't they? And Capita as well, I think, for bidding. Yeah, public-private partnership. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah milk it milk it dry I'm talking about um, shooting cats with bow and arrows <laughs> the uh, the cats of Brighton will be will be relieved why in this distressing footage a man is seen befriending then attacking a cat the terrified animal escapes but would later die from its injuries what did he do? hiding his knife do you not remember this story from a couple of years ago? The Brighton cat killer. That cats have been disappearing. Cats kept disappearing. Oh, right, okay. In his rucksack, former security guard Steve Bouquet, whose campaign of violence on animals... I press this? And- Book it. <laughs> <coughs> Steve Bucket. It's actually Bouquet. It's actually B-O-U-Q-U-E-T. Rather than Bucket, but yeah. It's not lost on me. Oh, oh, watch this. I'm going to get to press the button. Only came to an end thanks to this incriminating video. 
When questioned by police shortly afterwards, he is less than convincing. For what we're talking about, do you like cats? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I've always, I've always been friendly to me, like, I'm um, sort of no threat of animals. But he was a threat, killing nine cats and injuring seven others. Among them, Hendrix, whose attack was captured on camera. His owner today watched in court as Bouquet was jailed for more than five years. Mm-hmm. Five years he got. It's Criminal damage, I think, was the charge. Yeah, property. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> It's a bit disturbing, that, isn't it? Because that's how serial killers start. I was going to ask you, because you know about psychology, and it's a famous trope, isn't it, that murderers, psychopaths, they start on animals. Well, serial killers, yeah. Uh, Exclusively. Uh, Well, yeah, psychopaths can be, you know, get off on anything, can't they? So a serial killer, the, the... the standard thing for a serial killer is... He is a serial killer. Well, yes, uh, is that you have a weird relationship with your mum, like she's over right. overbearing and abusive, um, and then you begin to um, kill animals normally and experiment on them, and then... Experiment? Well, yeah, all kinds of weird shit. Do you like putting them in microwaves and stuff? Well, that, or, you know, like dismembering them or... Experiments, not like a, but you know, like basically just murdering them and yeah, whatever, torturing them. Yeah, probably. And then what tends to happen is it kind of um, all builds up, and they have a first kill, have a human, um, quite often you know sexually motivated sometimes, you know, quite a lot, and then um, uh, then it's then it sort of that one's not enough. They tend to kill one and then there's a bit of a break and then they just go on like a killing spree, basically. And you lose control. It's like, um, they're constantly trying to push the envelope of that rush. It's like, it's never enough. So they start with the animal. Yeah. And they get some sort of fucking perverted kick out of torturing an animal. Exactly. And then once they've done that a couple of times, it's like, oh, bored. Mm. Next. Well, the other thing as well is that if it, if the serial killer is a psychopath, then their amygdala doesn't work properly. So they have to do things to the extreme in order to experience the, like an, a normal level of anxiety that me and you might do, at, right. you know, about crossing a road or something. Or the latest COVID stance. Exactly. So yeah. um, that's the other reason as well, I think, that's kind of put forward as to why they do it. They don't f- feel in the same way. The amygdala doesn't work. You can see the the CCTV and the article of him in the alley. He seemed a bit special when he was talking, like he had a special needs or something. Right. I, I kind of got that vibe from his the way he talked. Um, anyone who can attack 16 cats mm. is, is gone in the head. There's something broken there. Yeah, it's odd, isn't it, that he's done that? Odd. I mean, So you would, you would think there would be other odd behaviours that he would be doing. As well. There was no mention of family or anything. I don't know whether this guy was a loner or what. But you probably don't well you would have thought that they if they be if they're doing sort of uh well, you must have a mum and a dad <laughs> to begin with. Might not, not anymore. Well no, but he must at some, some. at some point he must have had a mum and a dad, wasn't he? Mm. Otherwise he wouldn't exist unless he was unless he's Jesus. Yeah, I mean and when I said family I mean like a a young family. 
Oh, right. like a yeah. dependence. Yeah, but the other thing as well is they, they might have kept their anonymity. That's the other thing as well, isn't it? You don't want to be associated with a cat killer. It's suspected of doing a lot more. Yeah, cats. it's quite often the case with serial killers as well, isn't it? These are just the ones that... They can prove, yeah. They can prove, yeah. Mm. Very strange. Laser. I don't know how anyone can do that to an animal. The thing is, right, what's weird is... We were talking about shooting squirrels, and I don't know if I'd had that same compunction. Why? That's what I was about to say, yeah. Is it the size of the animal? Is it the fact that they are pets? You know it's someone's pet. This is the thing. This is the empathy, the lack of empathy. Mm. You kill a squirrel, it's in the. It's a wild animal. Yeah. Right? And if you really thought hard, oh, maybe that was a mother squirrel <laughs> and it was going to forage for its nest of baby squirrels, if you really thought hard. Yeah. But if you're killing a fucking cat in a residential area, you know that's someone's pet. Yeah. And that takes some... That callousness, I think, would prove, you know... Most people would not be able to do that once, never mind 16 times. Yeah. The guy obviously doesn't have any empathy, does he? I don't or know. He just really hates cats. <laughs> yeah, I just really hate cats. A lot of people do, don't they? Especially they poo in your garden. They're that extreme. I'm pretty sure some people have killed cats because they've shited in the garden and got away with it. Do you not think? How? How would they get away with it? How would you do it? Well, you just... I don't know. They might just strangle strangle it with the bare hands or something. Really? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, my God. But it's this thing, isn't it? So, like, you know, we all... Well, we don't all eat, but... We... We eat pigs and... uh, Lambs and... uh, Cows... And... Fish... Yeah. Chickens. What else? Yeah, but we're disconnected from the murdering. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that I could... I'm pretty sure I could hunt something and eat it. This is why I'm saying it's different if it's in the wild. If it's a wild animal and you're doing it for sustenance. Mm. You're not killing your next-door neighbour's cats because you don't like cats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's next level. Yeah. It's uh, pretty fucked up, isn't it? Absolutely. I watched a good a good film I'd w- not watched for a while last night. Zodiac. We're talking about um, serial killers. David Fincher. Isn't he still? Well, not at large, but he wasn't fingered, was he? <laughs> I think he probably was if he was a serial killer. <laughs> um, but uh, he. No, they never caught him. Basically, officially, but. A lot of the evidence pointed to one guy. I think it was called Arthur Lee Allen or something. Um, and he died. Well, what happened? Well, this is what the film said. I don't. Know. I think it is true. Um, he he basically murdered his first one in about the mid sixties. He was interviewed as part of the investigation, but after like <coughs> ten years into it, and they all liked him for it. But they couldn't. It wasn't. It was all circumstantial. The evidence against him, and then um, in 1991, basically the first about the first or second one that he mm, tried to kill the uh, the men survived, and the first of the of the men um, was shown a picture of this guy and said that's him basically, 
So they went to go and interview him and like eight hours before he's due to be interviewed by the police, he had a massive heart attack and died. Bloody hell. Mm. Mm. So there you go. Scar Joe. You heard about Scar Joe suing Disney? Yes, I've something about um it's because she was, she was going to get a cut of the profits or something. It's to do with the theatrical release. Yeah. Uh, Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney for breach of contract after it streamed her superhero film Black Widow at the same time as the cinema release. The film set a box office record for the COVID-19 pandemic, grossing 157 million quid in its first re- weekend. But box office receipts then fell sharply, and Miss Johansson argues she was deprived of potential earnings. In response, Disney said it had fully complied with her contract and that her case had no merit whatsoever. Uh, Miss Johansson said she was promised by Marvel Studios, which is owned by Disney, that Black Widow would be a theatrical release. Now, it's been delayed for ages and ages. For a year. More than a year, hasn't it? Yeah. It's supposed to be May last year, I think, wasn't it? This might be why it's been delayed so long. Why? Sorry. Why? She's been lobbying. Like, we, I, I want the theatrical release. It's in my contract. Okay. So that I get a cut of the mm-hmm. the gate at the cinemas. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why it's been delayed so long. Uh, Miss Johansson said she was promised, blah, blah, blah. She said she had understood this to mean a window of time would pass before it would be streamed to mm. Disney+. Plus. Uh, the period has traditionally lasted 90 days. So it comes out of the cinema, and then there's a 90-day gap before it goes to Disney+, Plus. whereas it was... Simo. Simo. Simultaneous. Yeah. Uh, During the pandemic, a number of Hollywood films studios opted to bypass cinemas, many of which had been closed and released the films online instead. Now that most cinemas have reopened, Disney, along with fellow giant Warner Brothers, have chosen to maintain a dual release strategy. Mm -hmm. Online plus at cinema. Um... On its first weekend, Black Widow took 80 million in ticket sales in North America and 78 million internationally, plus at least 60 million from Disney Plus rentals. Sources close to the actor, whose salary was based on the box office performance of the film, project that she lost $50 million. Ooh, it's worth a shot, Scobo. In Scobo. A, in a strongly. <laughs> Scarjo, even. Skermit Bojangles. In a strongly worded statement, it said her legal action was... Oh, this is Disney. (laughs) This is Disney talking. This is great. In a strongly worded statement, (laughs) Disney said her legal action was especially sad and distressing in its callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged global global effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. Oh, no. Johnson's agent fired back, accusing Disney of shamelessly trying to smear her character. That's it now as well. She's out of the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, isn't she? Well, yeah. I mean, she can't do anything else now, can she? That's what I mean. That was her last big hit, wasn't it? Scarlett has been Disney's partner on nine movies which have earned Disney and its shareholders billions of dollars, wrote Brian Lourd in a statement. The company included included her salary in their press statement in an attempt to weaponize her success. So Disney came out and said she'd already earned twenty million. <laughs> she already had twenty million. Yeah. 
But she was due 70 then. She was estimated to get 70. If it came out, as as expected, the company included her salary in the press statement, this is her lawyers talking, in an attempt to weaponise her success as an artist and businesswoman. Sounds like she's fallen out with Disney then. As if that were something she should be ashamed of. Disney's direct attack on her character Mm. and all else they implied is beneath the company that made that many of us in the creative community have worked with successfully for decades. Mm. Well, yeah, she's fallen out with them because they were meant to let it go at the cinema before they released to Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. I bet there's more to that story than I'm just sure, that. I'm sure there is, yeah. Mm. Did you see it? I've not seen it yet, no. Don't bother. <laughs> Don't bother, it's a bit shit. Is it? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a bit shit. I watched it on Disney+, Plus. sorry. It's called Joe. <laughs> I watched on Disney Plus because... Did she not get caught the, the, the Disney Plus? No, no. Her, her pay is based on theatrical release. Well, 20 million. I mean, you know, I do get why she's complaining. She may have bought another house that she can't afford now. How old is, is she younger than us? Similar age. I think maybe a couple of years younger, maybe. Right. Yeah. I had uh, a wasp's nest... Incident, mm. where? In the in the attic. Oh, did you have to deal with it? Nope, I got a man in. Did you really get a man? Came today. Really? Yeah. Is he, was it your dad? No, he's a, a a pest controller. I would have come and done it for you. Oh, why? What you do, what do you do? Hit it with <laughs> hit it with a, a washing line prop, and no. then throw the bomb in. Um, <clears throat> no, you get you get um. I've done one. I've done. I've done one. I did run in and out of room quite a lot. In the bay, in our bedroom, um, there was one in the just above the ceiling in the bay, in like sort of in the attic. Yeah, but it was kind of in the attic, just above the ceiling, in the bay, a huge <coughs> one. But thankfully, it was about this big, about foot and a half sphere. Thankfully, it was kind of half dead, and there was only a little tiny one. Oh. on the side of it that had some in and uh, you get this stuff it's like foam expanding foam you just shove it in spray and it they all just get subdued and die unfortunately or fortunately uh, i couldn't actually see the nest oh, right. you could just hear the buzzing the constant droning oh no you can see them coming in and out of the house ah, so right. there was a hole in our bedroom wind in the corner near our bedroom window uh-huh. where you could see them flocking in and out, oh, right, yeah. and it's flat roof that. Oh, so they might have been actually the nest might have been in the flat roof. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah which you couldn't get to. Right. Yeah. Um, I I, I put my head up in the attic, and about half a dozen of the fuckers came down. Oh. I thought, ah, oh, fuck it, I'm not messing with this. No, yeah. And uh, so I rung the man, <laughs> and he came. And uh, what did he do? Do you know? Did it five minutes. You just where the hole is, uh-huh. the entry hole where they come in the house. Yeah, he squirts his magic juice. <laughs> the wasps carry it to the nest. Yeah, dead. Right. Okay. And uh, apparently, the larvae mm. are immune to the insecticides. Right. So you have to burn it. <laughs> no, no. You have to wait twenty-one days. Right. <laughs> come back. No. Oh. That's when the larvae mature. Right. And then they succumb to the insecticide three oh. weeks later. Oh. So you've got to wait three weeks before you get rid of the nest. 
So this is the thing. So um, my mum had a huge wasp nest. It was a similar thing, like a dormer bungalow. Mm-hmm. And uh, clouds of them just flying in and out, in and out. So my ex-brother-in-law um, smashed it to pieces with, <laughs> with, with the broom, the nest, which was in the crawl space, and then sprayed loads of foam on it, and then just left it. Um, so um, I came around one day and went, what's that smell, Mum? Um, and went in, and it was just rotting wasps and larvae, huge... <laughs> molten mess and they were all kind of still alive so I was just wondering oh if my they, God. they were just moving dead slowly and lethargically they weren't, none of them were flying and I had to scoop it all up and put it in a thing a bin liner and bin it all it was disgusting apparently she said <coughs> she could hear them chewing chewing on timber I don't think that's true well no I don't yeah. <laughs> I had to get rid of them and they were in the house. They were coming in the house. Yeah. You'd find them dead on carpet. That's the thing, isn't it? And uh, Zeus could only tackle so many. <laughs> Loves them. Bite them. Yeah, chase them. Yeah. And destroy them. Corner them to the window. <laughs> he does. And then just... <laughs> <laughs> bang his head on the window and, and eat. Eat. Dined out on what? He loves them. I'm surprised he didn't get stung by them. Tiny brain, no fear. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, defend the family yeah, from the stripy, evil, yellow thing. Yeah. Yeah, he loves chasing uh, bees and wasps. Mm. His little, his little dicky. <laughs> Flopping around. <laughs> Touched his dick by accident the other day. Again. Oh, you can't help it because he, he... He's becoming he, a habit. Because he constantly wants his belly stroked. Oh, yeah. And you'll be on the Lower. couch. <laughs> Lower. And he'll be led next to you on the couch with his head on your lap. And then he'll flip onto his back. Like this. And then he'll push himself up onto you. Mm-hmm. So that he's, he's on top of you in your lap, basically, like a lap dog. And uh, sometimes you're just stroking and you stroke too far down and you think, oh, no, what's that green shit? <laughs> yeah, he gets like green pre <laughs> You see stains, like stain, stain in the couch. Oh, that's possibly the most disgusting thing. (laughs) You can't handle it, can you? Green. Well, it's like yellowy green. It's like uh, smeg. (laughs) Yeah, dog smeg. Smeg and precum. Yeah, he's no balls. So it's just uh, it's just a whole prostate. funny <laughs> you're, hor- you're horrified aren't you i just couldn't do you not think dogs made pre-cum well that's not really a question i ask myself but I, <laughs> now that you present it it's perfectly plausible yeah yeah it's only when he gets excited yeah you know and then uh where, where his, his little todger is where the uh because it, it's like a it's in, it's in like a furry sheath the lipstick. Yeah, the lipstick. Oh, the lipstick comes out. It's, it's weird. It's, you know, but... Pointy, yeah. Sometimes it's in the furry sheath, and the top of the sheath is just sort of yellowy, yellowy, greeny oh. of, the, of the smeg. <laughs> and then if he, if he comes on the... Ca- what I do is he comes front paws on the couch to say hello, and his cock's rubbing on the, on the couch. <laughs> 
<laughs> It'll just leave a little smear. You got to get the wet wipes out then. Mm, no, it's all good fun. It's all part of being a dog owner. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man, I couldn't deal with that. I mean, well, no, you have OCD. I don't have OCD. Well, look at you. You can't handle the fact that the dog has a bit of smaggot now and then. It's, it's green <laughs> pre-crumb is leaving all over your house. <laughs> Not all over, just, you know, occasionally on your lap. It's horrible. <laughs> you don't mean to. No, I know. I mean, another thing that was was uh, was when a dog goes in, gets in heat and it, it goes menstrual. Oh gosh! Uh, our our dog, our dog last dog was a female, and she'd been uh, we had her spayed. Yeah, and uh, Zeus has already had his, his knackers off, mm. so uh, we've no issue there. Mm-hmm. Fucking, hell, I was walking him, walked him yesterday, and uh, there was two like um, sort of collie Alsatian crosses on the lead, and they were they were behind us. Mm-hmm. We were walking, and they were quite excited and pulling, pulling on the lead. And he was turning his head to look back to see what was going on. I was like, fucking come on, come on, Zeus. I thought, I'll cross the road, so I'll be on the other side of the road. And we're halfway around, across the road, and he just went, led down like that. <laughs> oh, no. Stalking him. I was like, fucking come on! You're in the middle of the road. He's like, hmm. not, not moving. Halt it, don't matter, halt it. I'm like, fucking pulling him. <laughs> eventually got him on his feet after fucking tugging with two two hands and we're going in the ginnel to leisure centre and there's a concrete block in the middle of the ginnel smashed his head on that (laughs) because he weren't looking where he was going he was obsessed with these two collies yeah it's the worst isn't it when there's two dogs behind you and you're walking a dog can't handle it can they it depends like most dogs he don't give a shit but Mm. something about these two collies he just uh, he just wanted to hunt them stalk them weird Maybe they they look like bumblebees. Maybe they had yellow stripes or something. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. They weren't that excited because there was no cock cheese, but... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I think we're done. Oh. Are we not done? Yeah, that's a good time. Yeah. Making good time. Your uh, your missus is uh, a TikTok fan, I believe. She's a TikToker, yeah. I believe she uh, enjoys following Lily Savage's brother as well. Yes, she does, yeah. Your bars, love a concert. Yeah, sorry. Shoplifting. That's all. Shoplifting. Yeah, you know what? Fucking half face, fucking cow. Who'd you think you're here? You know what? I look up there. Fuck off, you chicken. Get out. Hey, you. You know what I always say? Time to rap and friends of you. Tear out to fucking you. Yeah, that's what I think. Mm. I like this. Who'd you think you're out of? It's so scouse, isn't it? Yeah. I work at the theatre now. I, I don't want to get TikTok. I want to watch more of his content, but I don't want to get TikTok. Um, why didn't have a YouTube channel? I don't know. I don't know what it's called. I have to ask your missus what his handle is. Yeah, imagine you, know, you would think you would be on all platforms, wouldn't you, if you were doing that kind of stuff? Yeah. I can then I can bing him then. <laughs> Keep away from uh, the censorship. I never sucked any ding dongs. Nothing. How dare you? Yes, folks. Huh? Yeah, why not? fucking cow. Should we sign off? Uh, yeah. yeah. I think that's you know this has been well, the, the thing is what you do you call between the devil and the rock at a hard place. 
I think this has been one of the top 10 podcasts. We need to decide what we're going to do for 200. 200's coming up. What are we? Oh, seven away. Yeah. Right, I don't know. Thinking caps on. We do, God, we haven't done any housekeeping. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Too late now. Yeah. You know the script. Um, buy stuff from us. Yeah, new t-shirts at the loot chest and... Uh, new t-shirts. Join the Discord. Join. <laughs> uh, there's a, thanks, producers. I yeah. have a list. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for your courage. Praise you. <laughs> Is that it? That's it, yeah. Appreciate right that. Okay. Bye. Well, we'll be back next week. We've got, uh, I think we've got Mark Steve's coming next week. Welcome. My family thinks I'm crazy. Yeah. That'll, be, that'll be fun. Will be, won't it? Right. Praise Jabalon. Yeah. I said praise Jabalon. Well, you didn't, so. I did say it before. All right, uh, McAfee didn't kill himself. McAfee didn't Epstein himself. Here's more from Dick Pound. Grab his dick and twist it! I never sucked any ding-dongs. He oh, yes. fucking cow. Oh, shit. Fuck. Tara, you. Tara, you. you know what? You're a real wanker.